All right, after several tries, several takes, level adjustments, and all this other stuff, I'm back. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am Mark Morell, also known as Mark Knight, one half of the undisputed, undefeated. Tag team co-hosts of this multiverse and every universe in between. Challenging the likes of anybody that feel the need that they think that they can knock us off our perch. You're dead wrong. We are wrestlers with experience along with along with Dietrich Davis. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm here to give you guys some news, including. Everything that took place in New Japan Pro Wrestling over the past few weeks, the closeout of the G1 Climax, the announcement of the World Tag League and the Best of the Super Juniors tournaments taking place simultaneously at Power Struggle and Road to Power Struggle. Also, who is the G1 Climax winner? Was it my dark horse pick, Sonata? Or was it last year's winner, Kota Ibushi? Also, can someone explain to me what's going on with the world of Empire and how this has to do with the new attitude of British heavyweight champion Will Ospreay? And what does this do for Kazuchika Okada and Chaos going forward? Also, is everything hunky-dory in the world of Bullet Club at this stage of the game? We don't know, but I'm going to guide you along the way. Also, Harold May, stepping away, retiring from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Does this mean relationships with either Impact or either AEW? And is La Champion the driving force behind Will Ospreay's heel turn? What's going on with Bea Priestley and... What's happening with my man, the great old Karn? We got this and more. Oh, by the way, is Tanahashi setting his sights on the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship? Let's find out. We thank you guys for tuning in. Um, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, thank you very much for listening. Follow us on our social medias, of course, but continue to check us out on your favorite podcasting services, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict. All the news and views in my stuff on this here situation is based on what has happened um, from the New Japan Pro Wrestling website. And we are going to get started. Let us start off with the announcement that the um, Best of the Super Juniors tournament and the World Tag League tournament will be taking place at the same time at the Power Struggle events starting towards the end of this month. What's interesting about this is, is that New Japan, although they were off for a couple of months during the slot of the COVID-19 pandemic, They have been slowly but surely getting their business back together, getting their affairs in order, and they have been running their shows since June, starting off with the empty arena shows at Currican Hall um, and various other places. 
New Japan Pro Wrestling has been slowly but surely doing some things to get stuff back in order. All the way up until the start of the New Japan Cup, the finish of the New Japan Cup, where they started letting fans into the arenas, and at the um, Meiji Stadium show, all the way up until the start of the G1 Climax. So, they did the New Japan Cup, crowning evil to become the champion. Then they did the... um, The following show where um, he won the title from Naito. And now, as they progress on, they're going to be doing the Tag League Tournament and the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. And um, I'll talk about those things later, but they do start as soon as possible. But let's get into who won the G1 Climax. Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't my pick. It wasn't my Dark Horse pick. But, however, he he was one of my top five. But congratulations to Kota Ibushi for winning the 2020 G1 Climax Tournament. This put Kota Ibushi in a special spot right about now. Um, two years back-to-back winner of the G1 Climax Tournament. A huge announcement, a huge accomplishment, about to say announcement. A huge accomplishment on the, on the behalf of uh, Kota Ibushi. Making him the third man in the overall... <clears throat> tournament to win back-to-back um g1s the first two to do it was um hiroshi tenzan in the early 2000s and prior to that was mr august himself masahiro chono now the reason why i call masa chono mr august or he is revered and regarded as mr august is because you know normally the g1 climax always ends in august but Masachono is the only wrestler to win five G1 climaxes throughout his entire career. And he also did several of those. I think he did like uh four of those back to you know, four of those back to back, two years, a year and a half apart or so. But he's done those. So, you know, kudos to that. Um what makes this also interesting was the setup of the finals. Masachono was there to present the winner of the G1 the trophy and the flag. And like I said, Chono has his own history within the G1 climax. But here's something that you guys might not have understood or understand or don't even know. I didn't realize this either until while I was watching the tournament. The G1 climax tournament was centered mainly around the three musketeers, Masa Chono, Shinya Hashimoto, and Keiji Muto, a.k.a. The Great Muta. Now, you're probably going to ask, um, what does that have to do with these guys? And I'm going to tell you what it is. If you followed the career of Sonata, say a Sonata, he started off as a young boy for All Japan Pro Wrestling. And at that time, Muto Keiji was the president that was running All Japan Pro Wrestling. And when he left, he took a crew of guys with him. And amongst that crew was Sonata. Sonata um, went on excursion to Impact Wrestling, did a little bit out there, won the X Division title, um, and was groomed by Muto Keiji. So coming into the G1 Climax, he has that spirit and backup of Muto. Muto, of course, 
is a winner of the G1 Climax. I think he is the 1995 winner. <clears throat> uh, so he's done exceedingly well with that. Uh, Hashimoto, I believe he won the 96 version of the G1 Climax, which prompted him to get a, an opportunity for the IWGP Heavyweight title as well. And, of course, Masachono. Like I said, five-time winner. Kota Ibushi was inspired by Shinya Hashimoto. Shinya Hashimoto, of course, like I mentioned, another great wrestler who um, <clears throat> had a stellar G1 performance in his career several times. But the main one, which is the one that he won, which would go on for him winning the IWGP Heavyweight title as well. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken... They also have ties to the NWA World Heavyweight title. Chono, when he won the first ever G1 um, tournament, he won the NWA Heavyweight title, defeating Ravishing Rick Rude in the finals. Um, I know Muto Keiji, under the guise of the great Muda, he won the NWA World Heavyweight title from, I believe, Chono. Yes, he beat Chono for the title. And then he would go on to defend the title against uh, Paul Orndorff, Barry Windham, and then losing it to Barry Windham and stuff like that. While he was double champion, holding the um, IWGP heavyweight title as well. Oh, also, not to mention, I forgot about this one too. Tatsumi Fujinami is a recognized NWA World Heavyweight Champion as well. And Hashimoto um, <clears throat> had a feud with Naoya Ogawa um, over the NWA heavyweight title. And I believe he might have been NWA champion as well. And of course, you know going on with Tenzan and Kojima um, as NWA champions as well. But each man, Sonata and um, Kota Ibushi, they put on a hell of a show. They put on a great performance. And um, you guys can definitely take a look at that and see it for yourself. Um, after Kota won the tournament, he said his thanks. He got his trophy and uh, he had his press conference. And he specifically stated... There's only one person that he wants to win the double title from um, on January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom, which is scheduled for two days, ladies and gentlemen, for the second year in a row. It's getting that huge. It's getting that big. He wants to take on Naito Tetsuya in the main event. He doesn't want nobody else. He doesn't want Okada. He doesn't want Tanahashi. He doesn't want Jay White. He wants Naito so that they can have a one-on-one. -on -one. And to quote, um, Kota Ibushi, this is what he states. Um, he states that um, he's going to restate his mantra of never giving up, never quitting, never losing, never betray you. And he said he was particularly proud of winning the G1 back-to-back. Abushi then turned his attention to Naito, stating that I want to make something clear. Last year in the press conference, I wanted to become the first double champion. This year, I want to take the belts from Naito. It has to be Naito, nobody else. So make sure you keep those titles. But now, in the midst of this, after he won, he had a little brief press conference with um, Tokyo Sports and uh, Pro Wrestling Gone Weekly. And in the midst of that, talking about the victory, Jay White came out to challenge him. And told him that, listen, you didn't beat me in the tournament. It is what it is. But um, I want a shot at your contract. So they asked him about that. And um, 
Koda stated that the G1 Climax winner was straightforward in his response, saying, I said yesterday, I am fine with facing him anytime. I have respect for him as a pro wrestler. I do. So anytime he wants to do it, that's fine. As it happens, the match will come up as soon as Power Struggle begins, November 7th. So that will be in the semi-main, um, the contract condition for the IWGP um, Double Crown Championship Challenge at Wrestle Kingdom. Kota Ibushi would be, will be defending his newly signed contract against Switchblade Jay White. Now, speaking of Switchblade... I'll talk about him in a little bit, but I want to talk about some of the more memorable uh, matches and perform well performances. I'm not going to talk about matches. The more memorable performances throughout the G1 Climax with um, what what these guys did inside that ring. Case in point, Naito, Naito Tetsuya, the double champion, the first double champion to break out to get 12 points in the tournament before the three-way tie in the block that he was in uh, took place. Um, Naito had a strong lead in the tournament. Um, Averaging about like uh, damn near an hour and a half in total. Like a hundred, you know, I think that's what, um, yeah, an hour and a half um, total with all of his matches. Um, some of his longest, of course, was with Tanahashi and with uh, Kenta and with um, Sonata. So they had some really good, good bouts. Also with Juice Robinson as well. Um, Naito definitely did his thing. Juice Robinson definitely showed up and showed out at the tournament as well. Tanahashi gave his best performance as well. Um, picking up a big win over Kenta, thus pushing him into contention for that U.S. championship condition as well, so I'll talk about that later. Another person that did damn good in the tournament, of course, Kazuchika Okada, picking up a lot of submission wins in the tournament, um, not relying on the Rainmaker, he was focusing on using the money clip, his Cobra Clutch, um, Zack Sabre Jr., definitely, um, one of my all-time favorites, definitely did his thing in this tournament, um, Jeff Cobb definitely did his thing in the tournament. Um, Tomohiro Ishii definitely did his thing in the tournament. Surprises of the tournament, I will say, uh, definitely would go to Goto, defeating Yano within a matter of 18 seconds in the G1. Also, Yano put on a straight-up wrestling clinic with Zack Sabre Jr. in their bout as well, so that was pretty good. Now, a little... With the antics that Yano usually does in, in, in these matches, Yano definitely stepped up and did his thing as a tournament player. He really put the boots to a lot of these guys, but he definitely put on one of his best matches against um, Zack Sabre Jr. So you got to keep an eye on that and also keep your eye and watch the match with him and Juice Robinson. Um, that was a very interesting match in its own right. Another. <clears throat> Big upset that I'm going to call is um, Taichi getting the win over Minoru Suzuki in the tournament. Now, that surprised the hell out of me because I thought that um, Minoru was just going to freaking eat um, Taichi up, eat him for lunch, call it a day. But Taichi put up a fight. Taichi definitely did his thing. So, the memorable matches that he had, Naito, uh, Juice, I believe, 
um, Minoru, and <clears throat> up until that point, Kota Ibushi. They he he put Taichi really improved a lot in this here in this tournament. He put on a stellar performance, so you gotta, you know, I think he'll definitely be a contender and a threat to any of the singles titles. Shingo Takagi definitely did pretty damn good as well throughout the tournament. Um, fantastic. Him and Tanahashi had a barn burner, which was pretty damn good. Um, I'm also going to state that Evil definitely did his thing. His presence was felt inside this tournament. But the most improved, <clears throat> and I got to say this, just for him being in the tournament in the first place, and although getting but two points on the board, Yosh Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi definitely did his thing in this tournament. So you got to give props to Yoshihashi for... Um, uh, just putting on some matches and just lasting with guys that would have would have normally obliterated him in like opening matches and stuff like that. But I think he's picking up his stride and found his confidence since becoming the never open weight tag team champion. Um, so he definitely did his thing. Um, Goto, Hiroki Goto, a former two-time winner of the G1 um, and New Japan Cup winner. Um, he's done his thing in this tournament as well. Sadly enough, the only person that really didn't do too well in the tournament <clears throat> would be the Tokyo Pimp, um, Yujiro Takahashi. Um, although he was in the tournament, his placement speak for itself. He did good. He put on some stuff, but you know he didn't really garner any points on the board. So that was um, a rather bit of a disappointment to see that Yujiro really didn't... Uh, catch any wins in the tournament another thing that did take place throughout the um tournament was the opening matches with the young lions um yorisuji um yurimura and gabriel kid um they did some really they had some really good matches in their little round robin tournament that they had amongst themselves with um <clears throat> yorisuji coming out on top of the um this little three-man round robin between um Kid and um, Irimura, they did pretty damn good. Also, Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb, they did their thing too in the tournament. And I'm going to talk about that cat right there. Trouble and chaos, you goddamn right there is. Will Ospreay is no longer a member of chaos. However, he's starting his own empire. And with whom? None other than the great old Karn, who came back from excursion from uh, England. A part of Ref Pro. Um, he is his um, muscle, his heat. Um, and this here new faction that is about to take place, that is about to not take place, but that's about to form, or that is forming. I'm about to say about to form. They're forming. And along with that, he has his girlfriend with him, B. Priestley. I believe that's the young lady's name. She is the, um, she's holding one of the stardom. Championship belt. She represents stardom. So, of course, now I think they might be slowly but surely merging in um, some of the Joshi from um, stardom to get involved because um, stardom is their sister promotion for um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, we might get a chance to see some women action for the first time in a while in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, that will be good in its own right. Um, how did this take place? Will Ospreay pulled off the upset win against Okada. Now, for the time that 
Osprey has been in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the one thing he's never done in the three series matches that he's had against Kazuchika Okada, Okada has beat him in every match except for the G1 Climax this year. Now, what happened is, is that Priestley interfered in the match, distracting Red Shoes. Okarn comes from out of nowhere and attacks Okada. Will hits the Stormbreaker on Okada, gets the pinfall. And then at the end of the match, he comes in and he lays out Okada with the hidden blade and gets on the mic and tells him, I'm sick of you holding me back. Fuck you. I'm done. You're not going to hold me back anymore. Now, here's the interesting thing. Okada brought in Will Ospreay to New Japan Pro Wrestling to... Um, be the junior heavyweight representative um, for Chaos. Chaos has always had <clears throat> the best uh, foreign junior heavyweights with them, such as Loki, uh, Rocky Romero, Alexander Kozlov. You know, the list goes on and on. They had the best junior heavyweights, and especially the foreign ones. And right now, with the way that things are going, um, the only junior within the ranks of chaos right now is um, Robbie Eagles. Now, being that it was only but like a year and a half, a year ago, where um, Will Osprey got Robbie Eagles to leave Bullet Club to be a part of Chaos. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what's going to happen when they start to announce the brackets for the best of the Super Juniors. If um, Robbie Eagles is going to be a part of this year's tournament and if he's going to leave chaos to join the empire with Okan and um, be Priestley. It's going to be interesting to see how that turns out and how that's going to go. And if they're going to feud over the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. But <clears throat> and let me just say this. There's talks that Chris Jericho. <clears throat> um, being the inspiration for Osprey's will turn, I mean will turn, being Osprey's heel turn against Okada. Um, Osprey has had talks with Jericho, according to an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Jericho had stated that he helped um Will Osprey um with the idea of him stepping out and forming his own faction. He's been under <clears throat> chaos enough, and New Japan Pro Wrestling is definitely confident in um, Osprey to give him this push. And it will be interesting to see who else joins um, the Empire. So he's going to be scouring the world for the best wrestlers to be a part of the Empire. Now, I'm just going to toss some names out here, just out of speculation, right? <clears throat> as far as like heavyweight contenders, Will Ospreay is definitely going to be um, a heavyweight contender, heavyweight challenger. Of course, he's the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. So I know that his dance card with Kazuchika Okada is going to be filled. Maybe Goto might get involved in this. You never know. Um, <clears throat> as far as like junior heavyweights, he's going to need a junior. And I think that the best junior heavyweight that he can get to be a part of the Empire is the sniper of the skies, 
Robbie Eagles. And the reason why I state that is because they're going to need somebody to be in that um <clears throat> that level to um de- the to be involved in this um in the junior heavyweight division along with Taji Shimori, Kanamaru, El Desperado, uh, Master Wato, uh, Taguchi, Rocky Romero, <clears throat> and maybe Iramura, because I believe Iramura is talking about wanting to become um, a junior as well, so I can see that. And of course, there's um, the LA Dojo guys, so um, they would play a part in this as well, but um, I can see that. Also, a person I can definitely see being placed into the um into this is um Gabriel Kidd. Gabriel Kidd has the tenacity of Tom Billington. And if you see this young man wrestle, he reminds me so much of Billington as far as like the stature and look and um attitude and his never say die um attitude getting inside that ring so i definitely can see um iramora i mean not iramora i can see gabriel kid stepping out once he gets his um postgraduate um push i can see him a part of the um the empire in fact a lot of wrestling fans are stating and hoping that he becomes a member of this new faction as well um <clears throat> if they are to get americans I wouldn't be surprised, but it would be kick-ass if they were to get Carl Anderson and um, Doc Gallows, but because they have their affiliation with Bullet Club, um, it would be interesting to see how this turns out, but I can probably see them being a part of... More so or less, I can see them being a part of chaos, if anything. I think that uh, they would fit more in that realm rather than being a part of the Empire. I can see them a part of chaos. I just really can't see them going back into being a part of Bullet Club because then it will oversaturate. Even though they are Bullet Club OGs, um, unless, of course, they get into what I'm going to get into, which is basically the fraction of Bullet Club at this moment. Let's talk about that. Now, during the tournament, Evil has um, shown why he is Mr. Justice. He is Mr. Everything is Evil. Him and his partner, the heater. um, No, the spoiler. Dick Togo have been causing a lot of problems within uh, Bullet Club. One example of this is him low-blowing and using dirty tactics against Bullet Club brethren Kenta. Rather than having a straight-up match with him, him and Dick Togo cheated throughout the match, healed out throughout the match, uh, and picking up the win over um, Kenta. This did not sit well with Jay White. King Switch was pissed off, and he urged Evil to understand, listen, if it weren't for me, you'd still be an L.I.J. carrying Naito's bags. So just be mindful. Just know it was us that gave you the opportunity to become the man. But just remember who is the last rock and roller. And he's talking about himself. Evil exchanged some words letting Jay White know. Yeah, it is what it is. But you know what? Um, I'm not worried about you. 
I'm about worrying about getting that IWGP double crown back. And I'm going to do it by any means necessary. Even if it means, you know, cutting the legs out of Bullet Club, I'm going to do what I got to do. But we'll see how that pans out when those guys confront each other or when they deal with what they're dealing with throughout uh, World Tag League. It'll be interesting to see who pairs up with who from Bullet Club um, to be a part of the World Tag League. Also, let's talk about how... Jay White was looking for an easy win in his match against um, Ujiro. Ujiro laid down, but every time he laid down, he kicked out of the pinfall attempt. Jay White didn't, in this match, Jay White didn't even get dressed in his gear. Jay White was in some sweatpants, his Bullet Club shirt and whatever, and figured like, okay, you know, easy win, do the schmars, call it a day, and I'll go on to advance, you know. He did go on to advance, and it did lead into a nice little tie um, in the uh, the block that they were in. But um, Ujiro made Jay White earn that match, and Jay White was pissed. He was angry at um, at um, Gato about this. Gato said he had no idea that um, Ujiro would do this. They made an agreement. They made a deal. But there's some speculation that um, Evil whispered in Ujiro's ear to let him know, like, look, man, um, enough's enough, man. Perhaps maybe we, the Japanese contingent of the Bullet Club, we need to, like, take care of our own and start doing our own thing. You know, damn these um, these foreign wrestlers. I'm just speculating. Who knows where this is going to lead into, but it will be interesting to see. Now, speaking of Kenta, let's talk about him and his um, U.S. title um, contract. After winning the New Japan Cup USA, earning him the right to challenge John Moxley for the U.S. Heavyweight title, he has defended the contract so far against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb has been a threat to Kenta for that title. Um, David Finley, who lost the tournament to Kenta, is definitely looking for another crack at um, Kenta for that title um, opportunity. And so is Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson is definitely looking for another opportunity to become three-time U.S. heavyweight champion. But I also think it's about time that um, Juice Robinson steps his game up and go on to challenge for another title. Maybe the never or maybe perhaps somewhere find his way to get a crack at Naito for the title. Um, I would love it if um, they can split that belt once again so that... Um, People can challenge for the Intercontinental title. I would love to see that, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. But there is one other person that's looking for a chance to become the U.S. champion, and he wants that condition. That man is none other than Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, wrestling fans, ask yourself this question. How is it that the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling Wants a shot at the U.S. heavyweight title. Let's look at it like this. It's all legacy. Case in point. When Tanahashi started out in his career. As a young lion. Babyface or whatever. They had little round robin matches. And they had created. The U30. Openweight championship. Back in the day. And that belt was traded off between. Both Nakamura and. Um, Tanahashi and uh, some of the other uh, junior heavyweights at that time. 
um, during during that run. So he's had like some successful title defenses. And then um, when he moved up into the main roster as a heavyweight, um, they put a freeze on the belt. They put the belt out of um, commission. So the belt was no longer um, in operation anymore. He would then go on to win the tag team championship with Shinsuke Nakamura, his uh, rival and uh, partner at the time. Um, they had a successful run as the tag team champions. Then over the years, they fought over the IWGP heavyweight title. Tanahashi went on to win this championship, I believe, like seven or eight times. I'm not too sure. But I know that he had had, at the t- up until that point, he, he's tied with um, Yuji Nagata with, um, with the most title defenses. But, um, you know, the most title defenses right now, that, that allocate belongs to um, Kazuchika Okada, who is a five-time champion. But he went on to also... But going back to Okada, I mean to Tanahashi right about now, he's gone on to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship on numerous times. And for his second and last run as heavyweight tag team champion, he was recently tag team champions with Kota Ibushi, who just so happens to be this year's G1 winner back to back to back. So last year, or actually earlier this year, January, they won actually. Yes, January. They no February. They won the tag team championships from Juice Robinson and Gorillas of Destiny, and then they've been feuding with um, Dangerous Techers, who are the current tag team champions at the moment. So this would be the one title that Tanahashi has never challenged for, and he would love to be the U.S. champion. And although granted. I don't see him beating Kenta Ford, but he I can see him perhaps beating Kenta for the contract and him setting up an eventual matchup between himself and to Tanahashi. This would look good. Plus, it would um, give the U.S. belt some traction. OK, so I think that will work well with that. Let's talk about Shingo and. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. I know I'm jumping around, but I need to talk about this. Minoru and um, Shingo has had a great story throughout the start of the summer, um, all the way up into their matches at Meiji Stadium, and um, he's looking to challenge him. Once again, he has a rematch up against uh, Shingo, and these guys are going to really burn it up. Um, although um, he's yet to defend his title since he's won the belt in um, August, um, something spectacular is going to go down between both um, both these guys. Um, it's going to be a great match between Shingo and Minoru Suzuki. I look forward to that. I, I just enjoy seeing um, Shingo and Minoru inside the ring. Also, another person I would hope that I would love to see get another crack at the Never Open Weight title is... Um, the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii, he's another person I truly think that deserves a shot at that never open weight title as well. Um, another person I kind of hope to see come back and get a crack at that title. And I believe he's going to come back with a brand new fierce attitude. It's going to be Hanare. I see that happen. I can smell it. I sense something in the air with Hanare and that um, that tag, that, that never open weight um, championship. 
So that division is going to get bigger. And I also see Yoshihashi getting involved in this never division as well. Um, I want to see where that's going to go. But let's get down to the junior heavyweight division. Let's talk about that. The best of the super juniors is going to be taking place during the Power Struggle Tour. And I'm interested to see how they're going to do this tournament. Now, I've mentioned the names that I would love to see in the tournament, but I'll, but I'll mention it again. Master Wato, definitely. He has a seed in the tournament. So does um, uh, Kanamabu, kan uh, Kananabu, him. He's definitely in there. Um, Noble Kanamaru, he's in there. Um, El Desperado is definitely going to be in there. Um, Taguchi is definitely going to be in there. Um, Hiromu Takahashi is going to be in there. Um, I know that when these guys come back, I definitely want to see Robbie Eagles in there. I think my dark horse will be show. I see show getting in there, doing that somehow, some way. Also, what I would like to see as um, a part of this, one of the overall winners, I would love to see. I would love to see Rocky Romero win the um, Best of Super Juniors. And the reason why I say that is because him winning this tournament will solidify him getting that crack at that um, Junior Heavyweight title. He wants another run at the Junior Heavyweight Championship, and I would love to see Rocky as the IWGP Junior Champion. I think that would look good, and this will help booster up the um, contenders for that division. Um, Hiromu definitely is a favorite to become a two-time Best of Super Juniors Champion. I would like to see that. But some of the other guys in the tournament that I would love to see, I would love to see Robbie Eagles in the tournament. Um, Chase Owens, I think he kind of fits the mold of being a junior. Maybe he might be in there as well. But I want to see ACH up in there. I want to see him. And I also want to see um, TJP. In the best of the Super Juniors. He was in last year's um, <clears throat> American Top of the Super Juniors tournament. He was the Top of the Super Juniors winner. I, he was the winner last year. I would like to see him involved in the tournament. And I'd all, I would also like to see um, <clears throat> uh, Clark Connor involved in the uh, Super Junior tournament. And some of the other guys like um, Danny Limelight. I would like to see him in there. He definitely has the potential of being in there. Um, involved in this tournament to fill out the the gap. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I think if they were to do it, I could see Gabriel Kidd up in there as well. But um, I would dare also say I forgot about this man. Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee definitely will fit the mold of being in the best of the Super Juniors tournament. And I can also see if they continue to resume their relationships with ROH, um, they need to throw in Jay Lethal. Um, they need to throw in my man, um, Jonathan Grisham. They need to throw him in there. The octopus, they need to put him in there. Um, if they can get Matt Seidel, that would be good. And I would love to see, um, in the tournament as well from ROH, uh, Flip Gordon. So those would be like my ROH picks to be involved inside of the, um, best of the super juniors tournament. Um, as far as a like tag league goes, wow. It's going to be interesting to see how this is going to turn out. I don't know if Makabe and I don't know if Hanma is going to be in the tournament. Um, but if they were to, it would be cool to see that. 
or maybe you know a different pairing because you know um Han was a little limited at the time still with the fact that he still is getting over that neck injury that he's had but he still is doing his best um <clears throat> I can kind of see if he doesn't pair up with um Hanma I would love to see him and Yuji Nagata go at it as tag team partners and get involved in the uh world tag league i will want to see carl anderson and um luke gallows back into the world tag league and i also want to see god who i would think should be this year's winners to recapture those tag belts i want to see them um win this tournament finally they've been in every single world tag league but they never won so they need to get those guys in there to be involved in that um i would love to see whatever pairing that they do from chaos to go after the tag the tag league tournament as well um i would probably say i would love to see goto and yoshihashi be the ones to go after those tag team belts and also i want to see um yano and ishi go after those tag belts so maybe even um ishi and um okada go after those tag belts um bullet club like i said gorillas of destiny um I can see um Evil and um Togo definitely as um partners. Um I can see Jay White and Kenta as partners um in the tournament for the tag belts. Uh of course the defending champions definitely would be Tai Chi and um Zack Sabre Jr. They're definitely gonna be involved in the tournament as well. Um <clears throat> maybe the Empire might be involved in the tournament. Um, I don't know about any other outside, um, teams, but if there was to be a pick for an outside, another outside team to get involved, it would have to be, um, Brody King. And if they can get, um, Pierre, the, the PCH or PCO, I would like to see him involved, but if not flip Gordon and, and, um, Brody, um, I want to say Brody King, um, Brody Lee, right? Oh, yeah, Brody King, yeah, yeah, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Brody King, I would love to see them too, um, <clears throat> to be a part of that, to be a part of the, um, the World Tag League. And, like I said, um, Finjuice, they're the defending champions, they need to be involved in this tournament as well. You cannot have, um, <clears throat> the World Tag League without the tag league champions fend you should need to have them there involved in that um so it will be interesting to see how this turns out harold may i mentioned it um in the last podcast that i did harold may has stepped away from new japan pro wrestling he has re- he, he is retiring i believe that as of this recording, this will be the last week that Harold May will serve as the president of affairs for um, New Japan Pro Wrestling and that the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America is going to oversee as the chairperson, the, well, not the chair, not the chairman, but the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So um, Sugar Bayashi is still the chairperson, but I see <clears throat> um, Harold May um, leaving and how this affects New Japan Pro Wrestling and its relationships. With perhaps AEW and perhaps maybe Impact Wrestling, I see quite a bit because if you really look at it, um, a 
several partnerships is being built with New Japan Pro Wrestling at this moment. Uh, the NWA has an unofficial um, <clears throat> partnership with both AEW, and perhaps they could probably have a partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It would be great to see AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling have that relationship because it needs to be done and it can help save the day. But another thing too is that New Japan Pro Wrestling still has this partnership with ROH and CMLL and to a certain degree, they too also have a partnership with the National Wrestling Alliance. So with how may gone we can perhaps maybe see this real takeover of the business when you have these partnerships taking place if it goes down. Now, just remember, a while back when I mentioned in the, uh, mentioned that how um, Cyberfights Cyber is looking to become the company that wants to overtake New Japan's popularity in the country. So they want to start doing big tours, big shows. They want to compete against... New Japan on a high level, and we're talking about NOAA, we're talking about DDT, we're talking about um, Tokyo Joshi, and I believe, um, I think Wrestle 1, I'm not too sure, um, no, not Wrestle 1, I think Zero 1 might be a part of it, so they want to really overtake New Japan's popularity right now um, on the main stage as the um, number one promotion in the world. But before we even talk about that, we also got to talk about the sleeping elephant in the room. And this week, I think it was um, Wednesday, was the um, 48th anniversary for um, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, All Japan Pro Wrestling has been making some serious waves. The last thing that they were doing, from what I recall, they did their Champions Carnival, Noah did their Navigate, their N1 tournament. They did all sorts of things right now. And All Japan has their um, All Japan International TV service, their streaming service as well. So you get to see all of the classic All Japan matches and the current All Japan matches right about now. So, you know, you get to see all the stuff there. Junakiyama, um... Who's running Noah? He's involved in that, but he's not involved with All Japan right about now. I know that Tajiri and a couple other guys, uh, Swama and all these other dudes. Yeah, Swama is a part of that over there as well. So yeah, so there's there's a lot going on, um, in the land of the rising sun right about now. But um, that's what's happening here. Um, lastly, before I go, um, I want to thank um. Dietrich Davis and I want to thank all of you listeners here that's been tuning in to Wrestles with Experience. Pretty soon Dietrich and I will be back inside the fold at um, DDOD Studios giving you guys the face-to-face content and do the recordings there as well as we also do our individual recordings as well as we continue to pump out content as we've been doing throughout the summer, the spring and the summer. So we're going to be looking to do that. Um after taking care of all of my personal business, I want to thank you guys for riding with me. Um, as uh, as you already know, my grandmother had passed away. If you guys remember the episode, I talked about um, my grandma, and um, you know she's you know we did the service for her about a couple of weeks ago. So grandma's now laying to rest, and uh, she's in a much better place. And I thank you guys for you know being able to 
listen in and support what we were doing during this time. And we urge you guys to continue to support us again and to keep doing that. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict. Also, guys, you know, please feel free to tune in and follow us on our social medias, Alama MC, um, aka XM Nightbuster on Twitter, um, XM um, M Double Forty Four on um, Instagram, Market.Morel on Facebook, um, Dietrich Davis on Facebook, um, Team DDOD at um, gmail.com send your email questions um to us there and um continue to support what we're doing man we really appreciate what you guys are doing and we will be back and i promise you as one half of the undisputed undefeated most illustrious tag team in the multiverse and dark side's favorite form of entertainers we urge you once again to continue supporting wrestlers with experience. All of the potential partners and sponsors, if you're looking to um, be a partner and to support us, please feel free to do so. Hit us at um, Dietrich's email account at um, teamddod at um, gmail.com. You know, please do that. And uh, we thank you for tuning in for this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am Mark Morell, who's looking to. Um, lower the load of his life and to get back into the full swing of doing things here in the world of wrestling to continue to give you guys some more news and more updates and potential partnerships and things of this nature so once again we thank you so much for tuning in for wrestlers who would experience i am mark morell also known as mark knight and i will see you guys on the next one